Mark chapter 11. Everybody, if you'd go there. Mark chapter 11. I had a sermon prepared to pick up where Drew left off last week about the Holy Scriptures, and Lord William planned to do that here uh, next week or so, but uh, this word really gripped my heart this week, and I feel like it lines up with what, uh, what, the, what the Lord is saying in, in this season. Uh, Mark 11, starting in verse 20, in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God. Put your confidence, put your trust, put your reliance in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, by faith, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you and your sins. Lord, I pray just for these few minutes we have ahead, Lord, guide this teaching, open our ears. I pray you'd lift distraction and just cut to the heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. This is one of the most powerful prayer promises that I can find in the scriptures, right next door to um, a pretty incredible stipulation, which is anything you're asking, if you believe that you have received it, it'll be yours. Oh, and by the way, don't expect that if you have unforgiveness in your heart. And it's all throughout the scriptures, there's There's conditions put on prayers. It does not water down the effect of the promises. What it does is it actually draws us into an effective and powerful prayer life. This passage right here, just two little things come right off the top here. For an effective and powerful prayer life, you need faith and forgiveness, hand in hand. Faith in God believing and forgiveness towards your fellow man, and a clean heart towards the Lord. This word here, received, is a powerful word. Believe that you have received it. And I spent some time on that word here, and the word in the Greek is lambano. Believe that you have lambanoed it. And what it means is to take hold of, or to claim, or to procure, or to pick up, or to carry away what is yours, what has been given to you already. It's freely yours. When you go to pray, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have lambanoed it, that you have received it, that you've picked it up, appropriated it to yourself, and it will be yours. That's a massive statement in Scripture. Well, what does that word mean in other contexts? Well, right next door to that in chapter 12, it's used twice. And it says, at heart, this man planted a vineyard and he rented it out to these guys who were working the vineyard. And at harvest time, verse 2, he sent a servant to the tenants to 
lambano from them some of the fruit of the vineyard to collect what was rightfully his. He sent the servants to procure it. It belonged to him. But then they seized him. They lambanoed him. They, they grabbed him. And they beat him and they sent him away empty-handed. It's a violent word. It's a powerful word, lambano. And so when we pray, there's a holy boldness that goes past sometimes hoping our best intentions, and it goes to laying hold of what we have. And it requires faith. I have. This is incredible to me. I have John Denver playing on my phone right now. Thank God I'm a country boy. It's a great song. Um, There we go. Uh, I have... Uh, $20 bills here. Um, if you saw a $20 bill out on the sidewalk, would you pick it up? Okay. What if you saw two $20 bills next door to each other? Would you pick it up? All right. It's a double portion year, and I'm believing that this is a sign. The first person that walks up to get the money can have it. Okay. Not one of y'all old people came up here. Four, five, or six children who aren't afraid of perception or of looking poor. Now, you adults, if that would have been blowing in the wind, what would you have done? If you were by yourself, you would have run but not here. I don't need that money. I'm doing well. So childlike faith says, I'm going to procure it and I'm poor and I need it and I want it for Freddy's and ice cream today. Mom and dad have to take me there now. It's simple faith, guys. And so I want us to be found powerfully and intentionally laying hold of these promises that the Lord has for us. The Lord has great things planned for El Dorado, Kansas. I promise you he does. This is an oil town. The prophetic words and the destiny of this town will come forth. I believe it. He's doing it. We want to cooperate with him. Now, that's the good news. And this might sound like bad news, but this is actually a word of instruction. It's a blessing from heaven for us. And I'm going to have Matt and and Drew help me out with this uh, in just a few moments. But I can find 11 stipulations or conditions in the scriptures for maybe why your prayer and my prayer about certain situations is not happening. Now, this is not open and closed. The Lord is sovereign. His ways are above our ways. Sometimes we just don't know. Maybe all these stipulations are met and we still don't have them. We don't know. We keep on pressing in. I don't know why Libby Loss was lost in the womb. I don't get that. I I, I believe we're all just pressing in. We're praying. We're anointing with all the stuff. God's sovereign. I don't get it. But it's worth examining your heart and letting the Lord do a deep work. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and see if there's any offensive way in me. 
Lead me in the way everlasting. I want to walk close to you. So here's 11. Stay with me on this. I want you guys to follow me. Number one, the stipulation for getting our prayers answered right in this passage is forgiveness. If you have unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart, when you go to the Lord, when I go to the Lord in prayer, what is the Lord saying right back to, Lord, help me with my finances. I pray for breakthrough. I pray for healing in Jesus. What is he saying right back to us? Don't talk to me who is unseen until you go talk to your brother and sister who you can see with your eye. Go do it. Go do it. Now, this doesn't mean if you're not sure and you don't know, and you're like, oh, I'm worried. What if I had unforgiveness in the past? No, no, this is the one that comes to your mind right when I said that, that person. Go to that person. The Lord's like, I'm not going to be able to have dialogue with you until we make this right. Go get that unforgiveness out of your heart. Number two, no hidden, cherished sin. Psalm 66 says this, if I had hidden or cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. That's a powerful, sobering verse to me. Why is that? Well, remember the story of Achan hiding the treasure beneath the tent? You can't stand before your enemies. It's an eternal law. It's a rule, guys. This is the rule like those who humble themselves will be exalted. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. It's true. If you have cherished hidden sin in your heart that you're holding on to and stroking and just keeping it for yourself, the Lord's like, I will not listen to you. Now, does that mean you have to have zero sin in your life and be perfect? No, absolutely not. This is the sin where you're like, I want this more than God. I want to keep it for myself, hidden. Number three. If you honor the word, your prayer will be heard. Proverbs 28, verse 9. What does that say there? If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. I like this part of the word, but I don't like that part of the word. And the Lord's like, I can't hear you. We honor the word of the Lord. Number four, clean hands are required. Hands that are not swift to do mischief. Isaiah 1.15 says this to us. It says, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening because your hands are full of blood. Specifically, blood of murder. Obviously, that's a big deal. Murderers' prayers are not heard before the Lord if they have blood on their hands. But the Lord says, if you have anger in your heart, it's like murder. Angry at your brother or your sister. You have unclean hands. Number five, humility. You guys remember the story in Luke 18 where the, the, the tax collector comes and the, and the Pharisee comes. And the Pharisee stands up and he says, I thank God that I'm not like that guy. I fast, I pray, I'm awesome. And the publican beats his breast and he says, have mercy on me, the Lord, the sinner. Jesus says, one man went home justified. His prayer was heard. The other man was not. Pride kept him back from his prayer being heard. Number six, abiding. John 15, seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Number seven, belief and faith, not doubting. James 1, six through eight says this. It says, when you ask, don't doubt. 
When you ask, I want you to believe. You must believe because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. That's why we need the word of the Lord to come pierce through and show us what is his will. So I can pray by faith that that is his will. That's what he wants to have happen here. Number eight, godly motives. James says again, you don't have because you don't ask. But then in verse three, it's like, you still don't ask because you ask with impure motives that you can spend it on your pleasures. Where are your motives at? Why are you asking that? For the glory of God, for his will to be done or so that you look better or you're more popular or, or that you are richer. Number nine, considerate respect for your spouse. Ouch. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. First Peter 3. Husbands, treat your wife in a considerate way. Be humble with them. Live with them. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Boys, men, listen to me. Treat the co-heirs in your household with respect and love and dignity. Don't be harsh with them. Because I promise you, the Lord is not a liar. Your, your prayers are hindered if you treat your spouse who you can see disrespectfully. Your prayers are hindered. Go make that right. Number 10, we pray according to God's will, 1 John 5. This is the confidence we have. This goes back to the confidence issue. How do I know if it's me or the Lord? If I pray anything according to God's will, I know he hears me. And if he hears me, I have whatever I've asked for. It has to be according to the Lord's will. And lastly, number 11 is obedience. 1 John chapter 3. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and we receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and we do what pleases him. And this is, and this is where I'm going to ask Matt and Drew to come up here um, because as we're praying, we're realizing, you know, we've all heard so many sermons. We've heard so, many, so much scripture. This, the Bible says, though, uh, a hearer of the word who does not translate that hearing into doing actually deceives himself. Uh, there's actually a, 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 some mental problems that happen in, in their thinking because they're actually hearing over and over and over, but they're not stepping out in faith and obedience. All of these 11 things that I just mentioned, all the stipulations, all the conditions, am I saying, church, that you need to be a perfect Christian to get your prayers answered? Yes or no? I hope I'm not saying that because no one's getting their prayers answered except Jesus at that point. What I'm saying is we want 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from... I thought I was already cleansed once for all in Christ Jesus from unrighteousness. That's absolutely true. Absolutely. One and done in my spirit, man. But if you haven't noticed it, things get in the way along the road of life. And Jesus says, every day we pray, forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. There's a washing of the feet every day with the word that happens. And so God says, all of these 11 are remedied with 1 John 1, 9. I've been a jerk to my wife. I, I, I've been harsh. I, I've been unloving. I've been angry. Whatever. The Lord's like, I know. 
I already know. Confess it to me. Come to me. Lay it at the altar and say, Lord, heal me. I want a new. I promise you your prayers take off at that point, guys. I promise you. You start to see things happen in your prayer life you've never seen before.